Scorpions Audio. My name is Bob the Drag Queen. And I'm Money Exchange. And this is Sibling Rivalry. On today's episode, we talk about being cute in front of your little friends. We dissect and talk about black cinema. And we find out what made Monet say this. Can we get our sinuses ripped out together? And we find out what made Bob say this. I think that you might just be sucking dick too hard. I've sucked dick too hard and been like, I'm wrecked. Don't wanna be my friend no more when you went on yourself. Don't let me get me. You know, someone in the comments the other week was like, you know what, Bob, don't let Monet tell you that you can't sing. If you take a few voice lessons and this and that and the other, you'll be able, you can definitely, definitely do Lola. I was like, what the? You don't think I could do Lola? For the 39th time, you cannot sing that role, Bob. I was just thinking today about how talented you. I was just in my apartment today thinking about how you, to be honest, I was actually going to, right before you posted a really nice post about my we're here uh, uh, I know, thing. I took it down because it was shady. Well, what, why would you say? What would you say? Like, to the other girls. Like, it was like fully a billboard of the three of y'all. Of three of y'all. Like, so oh my you're God, my I best just... friend. You took it down? Because I felt bad. The whole Monet. If you want to go buy these shoes, I wouldn't go buy these shoes with you. Um, <laughs> I think about you saying that all the time. And no, if you really want to buy these shoes, I'll just go with you. Um, but I was thinking to myself, like, I'm going to actually um, make this post about Monet and about how she has one of the best EPs that ever come out of Drag Race. But then you posted something nice, and I was like, I don't want her to think I did it just because she posted something nice. So I'm just going to table it until uh, July. <laughs> I, have, I have a draft set up <laughs> do you know what uh, what really gets me when people call your shit little when people say you're a little something or the other it just it just diminishes <laughs> is that a black mom thing is that a black mom thing when black women be like hey why are you out there hanging out with your little friends <laughs> Why are you trying to be cute in front of you? Have you ever been accused of trying? See, I know because your 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 family is not American, so it's just different. No, but like, but, but yes, yes. The have, have, I know exactly. Other, where you're other going. black listeners, have you ever had your mom accuse you of trying to be cute in front of your little friends? Because <laughs> I have been accused of trying to be cute in front of my little friends a uh, several many times. <laughs> not necessarily those words, but the West Indian equivalent, absolutely, many a time. What is uh, the what Aquarius sent me a voice note today and she was like, hey, Wene, I just saw your little talk show with <laughs> Remy. It was so good. I was like, you could, okay, let's try that whole thing but take out the little. Like, do you think you both talk to Oprah and like, I saw your little show. Your little, oh, Oprah, you got your little network. That's so cute. Your little, your little own. Oprah Winfrey in his own because you own it. That's just cute. Oh my God. Did I, oh, did I tell you what happened to me in my apartment, Roberta? Wait, before you tell me that, I want to talk about one thing about, about Oprah. Did you realize that Harper was Oprah spelled backwards? Yes, Bob. That, like, but it wasn't really? based on Oprah. It's just a coincidence. Because she played, she was in The Color Purple and there's a character named I, Harper. You think I've never seen The Color Purple before? I don't even understand why you had to tell me she was in The Color Purple. But did Purple, you like realize that the coincidence that she's Oprah and there's a character named Harper? Well, yeah, I, I, I don't think that's a coincidence. Number two, um, she, she has like a whole like Harpo's production thing. Like Harpo, okay, Harpo, Harpo, like Harpo produced- Studios is afterwards. The Color Purple was absolutely written before Oprah Winfrey was Oprah Winfrey. 
<laughs> or it was like 1982. <laughs> so it is. A, it's just a coincidence, unless unless by some chance she just happened to be Oprah's first fan. <laughs> Wait, who wrote the color purple? What's her name? I'm uh, Alice Walker. Alice Walker. I'm pretty yes. sure it's Alice Walker. Yeah. Is it Alice Walker? It oh, is. No, Alice it was um. Little Sally Walker wrote that, right? Sa- Sally, yeah, Sally Walker. Little <laughs> Sally Walker, no. So unless Alice Walker was just Oprah's first fan, I believe it, it is a coincidence. <laughs> so in my apartment, so two days ago, I went to Target because I needed to get, I was to go buy a juicer. And I was going to get um, like my weekly groceries and stuff like that. So I left my apartment at like, also, Bob, you have to stop sn- sniffling and snotting. The fans hate when you do it. I have a post-nasal drip, Monet. I, what do you want me to do? It's a medical condition. <laughs> All right. Don't throw the words. Don't just throw the word medical condition around like it means something. Oh, so what do you think post-nasal drip is a mental condition? Okay, so, but it's not like, when you say medical condition, that like makes it sound way graver than it is. Post-nasal drip is not just- a... I think it makes it sound like what I didn't say. I have a uh, fatal condition. I said I have a. It's a medical thing. It is a. It is done based off of the biology of my body, and I can't do anything about it unless I go get my sinuses ripped out or something. Oh, you know what? Oh my God, we should. Can we go get our both our sinuses? There, there she goes. Can we get our sinuses ripped out together? <laughs> no, no, you don't. You don't. You honestly, you don't need your sinuses. No, Monet. This does not interest me in any shape, form, or fashion. I also want to get my tonsils ripped out because I get, um, from since I was a kid. What are you going to do? Just just a walking set of teeth when you're done? I want my tonsils removed. (laughs) My sinuses taken out. I want my my ribs, my ribs removed. You don't, you don't need your tonsils. Like, but like doctors don't do tonsillectomies anymore, but I want to get my ripped out. And I asked my doctor to do it. Like right when I lost my health insurance, like a few years ago. And he was like, yeah, no, we, we just don't do that anymore. I was like, but I want to get it done. I'm so sick. I get tonsillitis at least like three times a year. It's so irritating. Maybe you can find a black market doctor who will uh, rip your tonsils out against I mean, uh, people, the medical community's wishes. People out here getting BBLs and Lipo 360s. Why not? Just, just snip, What's a BBL? Brazilian butt lift. Well, those are sanctioned. <laughs> what? What do you mean they are? Apparently, people are no longer doing tonsillectomy. That's not popping no more, Mom. Yeah, I'm going to get it. Anyway, so... so also, I went to kids get tonsillectomies, not 30-year-old men. Yeah, but do you get do you get tonsillitis often? I get it like three or four times a year. Never. It's just my tonsils are just prone to getting affected. And I, for a while, I thought... For a while, it, coinc- it like co- would coincidentally happen after I would suck dick. And I was like, oh, no. Would you call it a medical condition? No, I think that um, I don't. I think that you might just be sucking dick too hard. I've sucked dick too hard and been like, I'm wrecked. <laughs> like, do I, am I sick or did I suck a dick? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you never sucked a dick and been like, girl, ooh, girl, the glottis is not great, girl. For that one, girl. What what did that dick just do, girl? Ooh, girl, girl. Ooh, girl. <laughs> So I went to the Target, and or as they call it in Brooklyn, the Red Dot Boutique. I went to the Red Dot Boutique, and I went to go get my juicer and my groceries, blah, blah, blah. And I left the house at like 10 o'clock in the morning. I mean, and I, I woke up, brushed my teeth, did a few things, made some some oatmeal, got my Uber left. So I left from like 10. I came back at like 3, 30, 4 o'clock. And when I came back, there was a little note on my door. And on the front, it said, serious. And then I opened the note, and it was like, 
you really have to stop making so much noise up there. You are just jumping and banging all day long. And I, it is just you? ridiculous. You have to stop. So then I was like, this person is, cr I mean, and they didn't put an apartment number or anything, but, but I'm assuming it's the partner, the, the, the people the downstairs. Downstairs, right. So I went downstairs and I knocked on the door and no one answered. And I like knocked like a few times and I came back up and I wrote on, on the other side of the note. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I've literally been gone all day. I just got back home. So you have the wrong apartment. It's not me. And they never said anything back. But I was like, it, it, it's When they was like, I know like, how to keep the noise down. I'll go downstairs and start banging on their front door. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they were in there. They just didn't want to confront me. And I wanted to put a name to the note. Um, I just feel like, I don't know. I also feel like people don't realize how loud they're being sometimes. Maybe his note was about how loud you've been in the past. Well, you know, I will say I have been working out in my living room, so maybe that's it. But listen, we're we're, we're quarantined. Like, I'm going to work out in my living room. I, I'm not doing it at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. I normally do it in either in the morning or in the afternoon or evening. It's never outside of, like, it's never, out like, before 10 a.m. or after, like, 9 p.m., ever. And you've also been doing TikTok dances? <laughs> <laughs> You've been doing digital drag shows, bitch. You are giving this motherfucker oh when it's like I'm not doing anything. When he's doing cooter slams in the hallway. I, we're not making any noise here in my home. <laughs> it was just really uh, what, what, what apartment like, number really are you? Dumb. What apartment number are you? Don't, don't I'm not telling my apartment and, number. And, and what's your address? <laughs> and what are the last four of your social oh my god what if the person is a fan of Drag Race and will listen to Sibling Rivalry and has no idea it's me the whole time well I was not about to know I, we've been one time we were in Monet's building and these uh, like this guy saw us and was like Bob and Monet and Monet was like really? yeah I'm just I don't remember that and you, Monet was like we're just visiting a friend <laughs> <laughs> well, because I hate when people know like where I live because two people They're on like, my floor. How often are you visiting this friend? <laughs> <laughs> two people on my in my two people on my floor are fans of the show, and I'm not mad. It's just I just feel bad sometimes because like if if I'm like being loud and shit, I don't want them to be like Monet saying that as loud as hell. I just there feel was like this so real weird. cute guy at your apartment when I, when I came by to see you. We were social distancing. We were actually the thing is me Monet. Were, I went. I stopped by Monet's on the way to the grocery store. We were literally me, Jacob, Monet are all sitting around like like a, like you know when they what, what they call it a Mexican showdown when we like they all have guns pointed at each other in the end of a movie a western. So we're all standing in a triangle like huge, and this lady comes through looking at us all funny, but then this. <laughs> really cute guy comes by I know I just want to get this one part this really cute guy comes out in the crop top do you know that guy no I've never seen him ever before but do you remember him though yeah he was cute maybe he, he looks like he looks like he looks like a taller Jacob oh yeah maybe he's choosing a quarantine with his uh boyfriend yeah maybe I I I was thinking maybe I should have I should have found a little boyfriend to quarantine with well, little boyfriend, wow. See, you, did, you just did it to me. It's your little boyfriend. <laughs> so, I had it out. I mean, to be fair, he is a, he is little. I had it out. Um, what are you, five, 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 six? Five, You're three. Um, so, I did uh, have it out one time in, when I was in Berkeley with someone in the, um, I can't really remember the details of this, but all I remember is that someone put up a really passive-aggressive note in the laundry room threatening <laughs> to take 
either me or other people's laundry out of the 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 dryer if they don't get it out in time. Like I will take your laundry out. I'll do it. So then oh, I this sounds like the thing that that sets Bob the drag queen off. I can already hear the story. And it wasn't even my laundry. My laundry was already out. I was like, girl, that's not even me. So then I wrote and I was like, what you not about to do? <laughs> and then my then the the building the, the building keeper uh, found the note. And she was like, can you please not escalate? Because <laughs> I put my I put my address. I was like, and I'm in this apartment room while you send a little anonymous letters. I'm here. Come talk to me about it. And then the- she came to the door and was like, okay, so I know it was you because you left your address um please don't escalate i understand that the other media because i tape mine i tape my letter to their letter and, I, and she was like i understand Bob, that was very, so extra i understand the original letter was very mean but let's just try to find ways to de-escalate <laughs> also did you say building keeper what is it the fucking adams family was it lurch I, I meant to say superintendent no that's the superintendent is the school yeah no so superintendent of the building yes that's right well, that's no, what they the call it the super su- but what? No, the school superintendent. What, this, don't schools have superintendents? Yeah, but there's also a building superintendent. I think superintendent is like the is, is like the caretaker of a building. Yeah. Anyway, so she was the, she's the, she was the super for the building, and she was like, "Please don't fight this, this. girl." That I had all kind of children. One time I was I was because we the building is right next to the theater. We, I would walk home every day from work, and it was like literally a block over. Girl, I would be behind this. Like, I remember one time I was walking by this like tiny little Asian lady, and I was like, we were going to the same building, but she had her keys out already. Monet, as I started walking toward this building, the panic, <laughs> the <laughs> panic on her, she started rustling for her keys. I mean, oh. dropping them. She started full on sprinting. I'm talking sprinting. <laughs> to the door unlocked it and slammed it behind her and Shut I was up. so annoyed that she did that I started Ooh, banging on the door so and she started freaking out and pressing the button and then I just pulled out my key and unlocked the door and then just looked at her the entire elevator ride up oh my like, god oh my god oh my god the other when I came back from Target I, you know when, when you go grocery shopping in New York City it is a thing you, you you can't park your car in your driveway and pull out your groceries one by one you are literally carrying your entire life with you to the door up the stairs yeah. I have like like th- I have like a case of water uh, two cases of two 12 liter cases of seltzer water eight bags of groceries a bike uh, I just have all the things I'm walking to my door and this Asian lady is she was coming from in the park I think and she's walking to my door too and she's like I want to say maybe four like five feet in front of me and she gets to the door first she buzzes herself in and closes the door and let it close and like watch me with my bags I was like is this bit serious I was so mad so this this is not against Asian people it just happened to be a coinky dink that uh, both of our perpetrators were Asian women also we went to the grocery store the other day me and Monet went for another social distance walk and bitch I was so mad at you. We walked what? past literally three grocery stores <laughs> for you to go to some special grocery store on the I other side of... Special. Bitch, we walked to the east side of Manhattan. I could see <laughs> Brooklyn from my house. That shit was crazy. I was like, why are we? Why do we keep walking past? I just like this store. I just like we, that store. And then we get to the store and then we're going through... First of all, we walk in. The guy at the front door is coughing. I mean, on everything. <laughs> 
He is working there. He's, and, and he and he is the freaking the freaking shopping cart attendant. He's like he's, he was he's supposed to be one, sanitizing the shopping cart. By the way, everyone has a mask except this one guy. He's the only one not wearing a mask, coughing on everything inside. And then we shop in the store, and then we get to the um to the to the checkout counter. And once we get there, the lady says, Monet says, "Oh, you're not wearing a mask. I'm gonna bring you a mask next time we come." And then the lady said, "Well, I can't breathe with those masks, and plus I'm sick." And, <laughs> and Bob and, and I both lock eyes with fear. We're like, <laughs> just like swiping our groceries, licking her hand. Plus, I'm sick. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Don't tell. Like, during a pandemic, you'll look at me, handle my groceries, and say, oh, plus, I'm sick. I know. And just and just just looking like she don't give a care in the world. I'm like, girl, you are in front of all these people all day long. Like you should have a freak also the, the they should be they should make them wear masks because it's not about her, but she may have corona and she's just spreading it to everyone checking out in her lane with their groceries. Girl, as they say in the South, she didn't give a good goddamn girl. She didn't she give sure a did good that. goddamn. All right, let's, and let's on that note, I think we should No, yeah. I, I I got it. Go ahead, Mom. On that note, we're going to take a break. Guess what, guys? I don't know if you follow me on social media, but I got a kitty. Her name is Colleen, and she's a sphinx. Bob, do you have anything to yeah. say? Yeah, I heard you. I heard you. I'm just kind of... You know I'm not coming over no more, because I don't like the way... The way like litter boxes make people's apartments smell, I hate To be honest, I'm not fond of the stink bombs that she leaves in the litter box. Everything from cleaning to covering up, the smell is a constant battle, but it's why I use Pretty Litter. What? Pretty Litter, it's a kitty litter reinvented. Unlike traditional litter, Pretty Litter's super tight, light crystals trap odor and release moisture, resulting in dry, low maintenance litter that does not smell. Oh, I heard about this. This is the one with the super light crystal that trap odor and release moisture, resulting in like a dry, low maintenance litter that doesn't yeah, smell. Yeah, and honey, she's virtually dust free because it's manufactured with a specialized de-dusting process. Less dust, no fuss. Okay, but what about going to the store, purchasing a 50-pound bag of kid litter and carrying um, it home? No, girl. Pretty litter arrives safely at my door in a small, lightweight bag that lasts up to about a month. And also, now that I get litter bags auto-shipped, <laughs> I don't have to deal with last-minute trips to the store. Okay, auto-shipped. How expensive is that? Uh, honey, shipping is free. But above all else, honestly, Pretty Litter is a pet parent's hero. It's a health indicator. Pretty Litter monitors my cat's health by changing colors when it detects potential underlying issues. You won't find that kind of innovation in conventional litter ever. All right, I'm convinced. Get the world's smartest litter without leaving home by visiting prettylitter.com and use promo code RIVALRY for 20% off your first order. That's prettylitter.com. Promo code RIVALRY for 20% off. Prettylitter.com. Promo code RIVALRY. Oh my God, do you think I can use a promo code? You know what? If you can spell RIVALRY. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. Bob, I have to say, you are saying that, uh, according to you, uh, your other people that you have lived with are problematic, but in every building you've lived in, you've had a problem. When you lived on Amsterdam, the lady down your hallway, the British lady, she always had a... She was crazy. <laughs> no, she was not crazy. Yeah, okay, 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 this, first of all, my first encounter <laughs> with the British lady, I come home, I haven't lived there for maybe like a, two years, maybe, I come home and she's just sitting at the bottom of the stairs, with a bottle of alcohol and she's crying. Like boo-hoo <laughs> sobbing crying. I'm like, what is wrong I'm with you? She's crying. 
Yeah, and she's like, because my, my husband's leaving me. He don't want to be with me no more. And I don't think he loves me anymore. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, people experience different things. She's like, plus I bought him all of his cocaine and now he's taking all the coke and he's left me. And it's really <laughs> pissing me off. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's so horrible. Well, gotta go. So then about two weeks later, her husband, I mean, vanishes without a Carol Baskin okay like it's, it's like her husband's like gone gone she's like walking around all pippy and smiling and whatnot it's like you know he's laughing but I don't, I don't really care much love um and then she also had it out for our superintendent and she had it out for everyone Mike. else in the building was it Micah's name Mike rest in peace Mike, Mike. rest in peace oh he passed and, away yeah Mike passed away um, oh, no. And then every single time I would open, not every time, but often, it's like our doors are on a string. I'd open my door and it would open her door. <laughs> and I'm looking at this bitch, this British bitch in the hallway, like, what you got with love? What you doing? Drew, just at the end of your hallway with her door open, music playing, her TV smoking on, cigarettes in the hallway, cigarettes. always smoke like cigarettes. And then she, and then the she was like, "Oh, like, you're my drag queen. Have you got a lot of trans friends?" I'm like, yeah, I have trans friends. We'll do electrolysis if anyone wants electrolysis. I'm like, I'm like, I would never send anyone to you. You're a maniac. That is also some New York shit. New York. I've had some really weird neighbors too. And then after that, then then this lady in Berkeley, then um um Iris. Iris. <laughs> I had one run in with Iris one time. Uh, that was that was the day I was looking at the apartment. I have not seen Iris since I moved in. I have not seen Iris in three years. I don't, I don't even know if Iris is still alive. I don't even know if she's still there or she moved. <laughs> Iris might be in New Jersey by this point. But um, Iris let me know that I was not allowed to use the door of my living room. You know what? I don't open that door anymore. It's not worth you it to fight Iris. Out. It's a fight, Iris. Um, so today, what are we talking about, Roberta? I forgot already. We're talking about black cinema, black movies, black television and books, black media. Well, you know, I've had this conversation before because... Um, so... You know, oftentimes people like tell a gay man like, like you should know like all oh, like you, what you never seen the Golden Girls, have you never seen this and the other? But for me, my response is always like, yeah, because I didn't grow up watching Golden Girls. I was watching things like Living Single. I was watching things like Martin. I was like, bitch, do you know Martin? Do you know Living Single? So don't be mad at me because I don't know Golden Girls. That that like that really irritates me. It, it really grates on me when when people do that. Well. Golden Girls, Madonna, um, shows like that, I had to experience as an adult. So I don't have any young experiences watching Golden Girls when it came out, although my Aunt Hazel really loved Golden Girls. Um, but I didn't live with Aunt Hazel. I lived with uh, Martha Caldwell. Actually, I did live with Aunt Hazel for a little bit. That's not the point. Um, but when I was living on Hazel, I wasn't watching Golden Girls. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So yeah, of course, growing up, I used to, you know, especially like when I hear music that people are like, you don't know um, Neil Sadaka? And I'm like, you know what? I don't. <laughs> What, what I, the frick is Neil? Who is that? What is that? Neil Sadaka is a musician. Um, oh, and okay. We're looking up his most famous song right now, and I'll be able to tell you very, very soon. But he you just said Neil Sadaka, I, and I, I literally thought of Andy Milanakis. Whenever I think of a really white musician, I always think of Neil Sadaka. Stepping out. How does <laughs> it go? Wait, wait, let me play some some Neil Sadaka for y'all. This is not going to be an actual piped in version. I'm, I'm actually playing this from my Spotify. See so y'all. Are, Here's Neil Sedaka, Laughter in the Rain. Oh, hey, oh, hey, get it, come on. 
Neil Sadaka has 1,247,717 monthly listeners. He ain't fucking around. Damn. What I think of a really white song, I think of, you know that song, um, and I only know it from the movie. Do you know the movie Big Daddy? Of course. So you know when him and the girl go out for the date for the first time and they come back to the house and they turn on the thing and it goes, um, uh, 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 if I can't have you, I don't want nobody, baby. If I can't have you, uh-huh. That, you think of that for really white songs? Isn't that, is that not a white song? I don't know that, it, I don't know who sings that song. I, don't, I also don't know that it is necessarily a really white song. Or Meatloaf. I love meatloaf. You do love me. Oh, like, you like the food, clearly. This is a white song, girl. <laughs> that, when I think of white music, nothing is whiter than Vanessa Carlton, A Thousand Miles. Making my way downtown, downtown walking, walking fast. Walking fast, <laughs> fast, and I'm home ground. Okay, so wait, so what are some black TV shows that you grew up watching? Okay, so I grew up watching Martin. I grew up watching Living Single. I grew up watching uh, Living in Living Color. I grew up watching um, the PJs when I was a little bit older. Uh, super, super. I think you kind of sound like super, but I know you, people used to tell me that in, all the time in high school. Did they really? They did. Yeah, tell you, me that. you, you, like, you, you have a like little. <laughs> That's so. That is so weird that I said that completely independently of all of your high school friends. Um, I grew up watching Gullah Gullah Island. Um, oh my God, Binga Binga, Ginga Ginga. Yeah, Wait, was that, that that wasn't a black show? Gullah Gullah Island was a black show. Everyone on Gullah Gullah Island was black. They were on an were island they? in the Caribbean. Come and let's play together in the bright sunny oh, yeah, weather. Let's all go to Gullah Gullah, Gullah Island. Island. Um, okay, I, 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 I was too young for In Living Color. In Living Color was like just a little too. Oh my god! For me, can we talk? I, can we talk about it for a little bit? I know you won't have much contribute. Like Gullah, I mean Gullah, Gullah Island. In Living <laughs> Color is some of the first of all. It's like it's how a lot of us in the world were introduced to the Wayans Brothers, who pretty right. much ruled black comedy in the, the late ni- the late nineties and the early, and the early two thousands even early two thousands yeah. Um, and, and it sparked uh, it sparked so many great movies. Uh, Jim Carrey was 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 on um, yeah. In Living Color. J Lo, Jennifer Lopez was on uh, Rosie Perez. Color. Yeah, girl. I mean, lots of really great comedians um, came out of there. Like just really fucking funny shit. And it was like an it was like a black SNL, right? Yeah, yeah. Essentially, it had uh, Fire Marshal Bill was a character that Jim Carrey played. Where he he was this fire marshal, but he would always call, cause fires. It was the whole thing. He was like burnt, and <laughs> his hair was singed off. And then you had um, some of the stuff was really offensive, and you, it would not age well. Um, Damon Wayans had a character called a Handyman who was who was like mentally challenged, so that did not age particularly oh, well. Oh God! But um, they also did men on and the film. ones that did um on the men the, on the film two snaps men okay. on film. Yeah, yeah, hated so. it. Um, yeah. it would just be, it would they would just play these two gay guys who would watch films and, <laughs> and if they didn't like it they just go hated it and if they love oh they go can we two do it? snaps around in a, the world. in a circle yeah yeah I, I, I've seen clips of that 
They they also um, had um I mean just so oh uh what's his name um David Allen oh. Greer had this really yes. great character who would sing this song oh my god they were just so I can't even go I can go on and on about all the amazing <laughs> characters from this show I can't remember was Chris Rock on SNL or in or in Living Color because Chris Rock did this character where he would where he would uh he would walk he up was on to Living the, and he was in Living Color. I'm not sure. We're finding out. He was SNL. He was SNL. Well, Chris oh, Rock used okay. well, this is SNL, but Chris Rock used to do this character where he would <laughs> go into a bodega or a oh, store. He was, also in color. he was a living color. Okay, this was a living color character. He walked up to the store and he would say, How much is <laughs> he go, how much is a can of soda? And then the guy would be like, uh, it's 75 cents. 75 cents? Good lord, that's a lot of money. How about I give you two nickels and you just spit in my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> So he, so he would, or he'd be like, how much for a magazine? Uh, that's a dollar. A dollar? Good Lord, that's a lot of money. How about I give you two quarters and you just read it to me? No, you read it and then give me the highlights or some shit like that. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, have just... you ever seen the interview of the Wayans family on Oprah? And they were like, and like. Bitch. With um, Kim Wayans. Bitch. Let me tell you why <laughs> Oprah is so shady. Oprah does this thing where she invites you on the show and then all of a sudden you're surrounded. Like, so Oprah had the entire Wayne's family on the show. They're the all entire there. Family. And then out all of nowhere, 19 of them. Yeah, and out of nowhere, Oprah's like, I'd like for everyone to leave. Kim, you can stay. So Kim is now by herself, sweating bullets. Oprah Winfrey, the most powerful woman in the free world, is on stage. And she's like, 55 years ago, you made fun of me on In Living Color. Uh-huh. You called me yes. fat. What do you have to say for yourself? And then a red dot shows up on Kim Wayans' head. <laughs> and she's like, sorry, sorry. I'm so sorry, Oprah. I'm so sorry. Damn. But years ago, yeah. Kim Wayans did this bit where she was Oprah Winfrey, and then she would keep eating and eating, and then she grew, and then she was a blimp, and then she floated away, and then she exploded, and then food landed all over the audience. Do you know who, honestly, who is one of the best Oprah impersonators, voice-wise, acting-wise? Deborah Wilson from Mad TV. From Mad TV, yeah, she's great. best Okay, do you do you think Deborah Wilson or Kim Wayans was 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 better? Deborah Wilson. Deborah also has a, has a great Whitney Houston. Yes, her Whitney and Oprah are so good. Deborah Wilson, like I don't know where she is now, but I feel like after Mad TV, she just like quit comedy. But she she was such a good impersonator. She was so funny. I mean, she's probably still working. Let's check. Let's check and see what she's doing. Um, but that's the thing. A, a lot of people from Deborah Wilson. A lot of people from Mad TV. Um, you know, it's kind of like the the competition between Mad TV and SNL. I feel like the two most successful people from Mad TV are uh, are Key, Key and Peele. They were they were Mad TV guys. Yes, they were. Absolutely. Oh, wow. But, but I mean, girl. there was so, there were so many good ones there though. Like Will Sasso. Uh, 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 what's the the one that did Stewart? Look, look what I could do. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but he was pretty popular too, though. Deborah Wilson has yeah. done a lot of video game voices. Yeah, she does video game voices now, apparently. Deborah work, Wilson. Work, work, Deborah. Uh, some other show. Oh my God, did you watch The Parkers? The Parkers was one of my favorite black shows. Oh, well, um, I was more into Moesha. You know, Parkers was a spinoff of Moesha. Well, yeah, because uh, yeah, because the, the, the girl, she was Moesha's friend. Countess yeah. Vaughn. Countess yeah. Vaughn. Uh, by the way, she's a meme queen. Like a lot, there are so many like gifs and memes of Countess Vaughn going around that crack me oh, up I've every single that. time. 
Um, but yeah, I, I liked the Parkers growing up. I also was really into Monique. I was Queens of Comedy was one of my favorite movies. Uh, oh my god, Queens of way better than Kings comedy. of Comedy. Way better than Kings Ten of Comedy. Ten times better. Some um some more. Some yeah. more set is was so good. I mean, everyone, Adele Gibbons, Miss Laura, some more Monique. They were all just so great, like just really brilliant comedians. Samora's one of my favorite comedians of all time. And then what's what, what what's that lady? The Republican that said that she was supposed to be a part of it, but they like, but then like Monique didn't want her to, so she, she like got excluded from the from, from the Queens of Comedy. No, you're talking about um, with the talk. She's, no, she's not. No, she's not. A no, Republican. she she's Republican. She yes, yeah, she was. She was. She was on um, Chelsea Handler's show, and she talked about it. She's she's a Republican. She, girl, she is a Republican down now. I'm now with everything going on now with the Republican Party. I don't know what she's now, but she's a, a Republican for years. She talked about it. Now I'm gonna look at cast of the talk. It was, are you sure the talking wasn't the real Cheryl Underwood? Cheryl Underwood, that's who yeah. it is. She is so she look, funny. She looked like she looked like a fucking black Republican. <laughs> oh my! What is a black Republican like Condoleezza? She uh, Cheryl Underwood, Condoleezza Rice, um, fucking um, uh, Ben Carson. <laughs> Ben Carson, what a fucking trash box! Oh, you said David Allen Greer. Do you, okay, okay, one of my favorite motherfucking black movies, Bob, is Blank Man. Oh, Blank Man is a really good film. It's so, so good, so funny. It's, it, it's about Blank Man is about um, a super a, a guy who pretends to be a superhero, and him and his brother be, uh, end up becoming a superhero. I, I can't remember the whole plot of, of Blank yeah, it's, Man. Yeah, it's it's, it's, so, it's it, I also loved Meteor Man, Robert Townsend. I've never seen Meteor Man. So, do you know Robert Townsend? Robert Townsend did The Parenthood. Co- uh, yeah. I don't know what you like. Well, Robert I've been Townsend black for did a long time, did Bob. so many black movies. Robert Townsend did uh, that movie for Jennifer Lewis called um, um, Jackie's Back. Oh yeah, you lo- you. Oh no, Shangela is that movie. Shangela always talks about fucking Jackie. Well, Shangela back. lives in lives in Jennifer Lewis's basement, so of course. <laughs> so of course. <laughs> Speaking of black loves- actresses, love her. There is there is that whole thing that thread is it's like going around Twitter and like goes away and comes back about like black actors and actresses that only black people know like Nia Long like you you put a picture of Nia Long white people are like who's that black people are like Nia Long bitch like how you don't know who that is Jacob do you know Nia Long <laughs> Jacob does not know Nia Long based on this long silence. I can tell that Jacob does not know who Neil Long is. Yeah, girl, Neil Long was like the, the was she like she was like the black bombshell. Like she was like, uh-huh. yes, she yes. was Stacey, she was before Stacey Dash. Uh, no, are you Stacey Dash? Bob, Stacey Dash is older than Neil Long. Are you joking? But I think but Stacey Dash is from Clueless. Neil Long is from Fresh Prince of Bel Air, girl. Yeah, I guess, but. Also, we're not we're not claiming Stacey Dash. That's what that's what we're not doing. Do you know Stacey Dash, Jacob? Nope. <laughs> yeah, I guess these are just folks that only black folks know. Do you know Robert Townsend? <laughs> okay, Jacob, do you know any black people? <laughs> oh, I know Robert Townsend. Robert Townsend yeah. is, is one of those people who was de- definitely like making a lot of black media for a really long time. Um, everything from Me- Meteor Man was this movie where he is a guy gets hit by a meteor and then he and, gets, and, and he didn't die work <laughs> no but he gets superpowers instead of, because a radioactive spider makes so much sense he gets hit by a meteor <laughs> and then he becomes like Meteor Man and he has like all these like magical powers and all this other you know do Madness. you know what two black actresses I always mix up okay Robin Givens and the lady from Waiting to Exhale 
Which lady? The Loretta skinny Divine? one. The, the, no, not Loretta Devine. Uh, the cat's waiting to exhale. Bob, come on. Layla, Layla Roshan and Robin Givens. I tell me those are not the same person. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess Layla Roshan's not really on my radar a whole lot, to be perfectly honest. I don't spend because you thought lot she was Robin Givens. That that's a that's that is a possibility. That is a, <laughs> that they, they are the black versions of uh, Sandra Bullock and um the bitch. I always get mixed up with Sandra, Sandra Bullock and Sandra Bullock Sigourney and Ooh, Julia Sandra Roberts. Bullock doesn't look like anyone. That, okay, Sandra Bullock and Julia Roberts. Up. All the time, I cannot. Are you joking? Two. Sandra Bullock and Jennifer Jennifer Lewis. Sandra Bullock and what's the other lady's name? <laughs> Julia Jennifer, Roberts, Bob. Julia Roberts. I get them mixed up. If you're out there and you also get those two mixed up, please comment below because I they, 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 it always throws me off. Who who are some other ones? They, I, I feel about a whole a whole bunch the other day. I can't remember that anymore. Well, I feel like before Meryl Streep became Meryl Streep, there was like Glenn Close and Meryl Streep because they both. Oh are like, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Ooh, do you what black movie I fucking love? Set it off, set it off. I wanted to remake it. What with what, 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 what drag queens or just what? You you want no, them to remake, remake it? Yeah, we're done to remake it like a, a a newer version, a younger version. Well, they, they they did a version with uh these like wives who all rock, like their husbands were all involved in crime, and it's like Cynthia Revo, Viola Davis. It's called Widows. I've never heard of this. What? Yeah, it's, it's Cynthia Revo, Viola Davis, and a couple other people, and it's it's like they're robbing banks, which is a great huh. drag name, by the way. I was literally just about to say that. You saw me forming my lips to say that, and then you said it because to make, well, to make I, the fans I, think I, you thought I, of I it. Know, uh-huh. I know, I know, I know, robbing banks before I ever knew a Monet exchange. Good for you. You want a fucking biscuit? Yeah. So you have nothing to do with it, mom. Um, and we can't talk about black cinema, Bob, with forgetting this movie because I honestly, in my heart of hearts feel like before she dies they have to give her an honorary oscar for this role you know exactly where i'm going no angela bassett what's love got to do with it i thought you were gonna say that but i didn't want to be wrong uh, that was that was a really iconic i mean black people quote what's love got to do with it as much as gay people quote paris is burning <laughs> but, but how I just honestly like was it made for TV like how did she not get an Oscar nod for that I mean it was such great acting I, mean, I think was, the same uh, maybe the same way that um that the color purple uh won zero right. Oscars it, it was nominated for quite a few but it won zero but yeah what's not going to do is such a is such a good film Lawrence Fishburne and Angela Bassett are not fucking around in this movie I mean even Jay Z quotes this movie in his music eat the cake anime. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's like it's like a really, really, really dope movie. Like, and I've met Angela if, Bassett in person, and she is when I say gorgeous, I'm I'm not joking, bitch. I mean, she is gorgeous, honey. Like, was she was she nice? Yeah, she was nice enough. I mean, she didn't like go out of her way to do anything extra nice, but she wasn't a monster. I mean, she was she she, she seemed she seemed pretty standard. It was on uh, Watch What Happens Live. I was there for. Oh, uh, I was oh there yes, for, uh, you did Tina Turner. Yeah, I was there for the. Uh, what's that movie? No, the uh, TV show, American Horror Story. Oh, okay, work. Yeah, so it was I, Kathy I, Bates. I, 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 I still have yeah. that dress of yours. You gave it to me. Oh, the growing game. Now one of us about to fit in that motherfucker anytime soon. That's the I, real I, thing. I, I wore it on my talk show like last week. I'm just talking about. Let me tell you what, let me tell you what a lie is. What you just said, bitch. 
<laughs> I can guarantee you that the Tina Turner, the Tina Turner dress I made. Yes. Monet, under nary a single solitary circumstance, are you wearing that dress? Okay. I mean, there's well, video well, footage. Well, can you, can, you send me the, can you send me the link real quick? Um. Yeah, my computer. I can't do it with the yeah, internet. Uh, right, uh, uh, right exactly, exactly. Did you I'm watch sorry. Friday? <laughs> oh, girl, you got knocked the fuck out. Well, okay, Friday is one of the movies that made me that made a a generation of black people really fall in love with Chris Tucker. Like mm-hmm. at that moment, we were Down. like, okay, we fuck with Chris Tucker. Chris, Chris Tucker is so funny. He's so yeah. brilliant. I, in my opinion, his career is um, pretty good. I mean, from there, Fifth Element, and then he started doing more stand up. I no, no, no. Um, are you forgetting Rush Hour, bitch? Rush Hour was like where his oh like, yeah, things. Rush Hour, and he was also in Michael Jackson's last music video. Doing oh yes, I'm um, bad. No, not b- bad. No, not bad. Girl. Smooth, smooth, smooth criminal. Oh my god, you think his last video was smooth criminal? What was it? It was something it was like called that. butterflies. It's- but he, they were in like suits and they were like yeah, jazzy. It was, called butter, it was called butterflies. You give me butterflies. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. Oh, right. I mean, well, first Michael of all, Jackson Mike... has released some videos post mortem, um, but I believe it Which was that his is, last. That really creeps me out. Like that that song that went viral of of, of Whitney's that she released with um, Nile Rodgers. Um, give me a higher love. Like how is Whitney still releasing music? Well, it's it just, you know how you can set Instagram posts to go off at a certain time? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Speaking of, did you see? Did well, you see wait, I'm, not Friday. Wait, I'm, not, I'm not doing Friday yet. Oh, yeah, Friday, Friday. Friday has also put a lot of things into the black lexicon in the world. For example, Debo. The term Deboing something is directly oh, yeah. from the movie Friday. But I don't oh, know yeah. what people know. Do you know that, like, if someone says, you got Debo, do you know what that means? Oh my Debo God. was a really big bad guy. He was the he was the protagonist of, of Friday. He was like the mean, big, scary guy that everyone yeah. was scared of. And, and he would just walk around the neighborhood and just bullying people. So he just walked up to him and be like, this is my bike now. And then you I would say, wow. It. So you would say, wow, you got Deboed. So if, if, if anyone ever walks up to you, bullies you and takes your belongings or just does you dirty in a bully sense, the, the phrase would be, damn, bitch, you just got Deboed. Did they say that in Brooklyn? I did. I, uh, Yes, of course he said it in Brooklyn. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. What, how about Saint Lucia? <laughs> I don't know. They didn't say it. I'm not talking about over, over in Saint Lucia. There's also uh, by Felicia. By Felicia is from Friday. Yes, girl. Um, Ice Cube says it. You remember the Felicia, the the girl who comes over? She oh, looks crackheaded. Yes. Oh my god. And then Ice Cube what? goes by Felicia. Oh my god. Oh my god. Shut up. <laughs> Well, we can't understand you when you put your hands over your mouth. Um, so, wait, what? That is, I don't, that, that is such an old reference. Like, when did it get pop? Because it got popular again like four years ago. Like, when I, did I it come back? I think by Felicia is more than four years ago. But I think black folks have been saying by Felicia or by Felicia. Like, it is just one of those things that just kind of stuck around and has just been in. You got knocked, you got knocked the fuck out. So the idea uh-huh. of World Star leaning over someone and yelling, you got knocked the fuck out, is Chris Friday. Tucker leaning over Debo, yelling, you got knocked the fuck out. By Felicia, this crack hair girl needs to come around the house and Ice Cube. By the way, you know Ice Cube wrote Friday. No, he did not. Yes, he the fuck did. Uh, o- O'Shea Ice Wallace. Ice is so talented. He is he's O'Shea such a good Wallace actor. wrote, yeah. He's a good actor. He did, I, I, no, um, Boys in the Hood was Spike Lee. 
Oh no, uh, that's I'm Mike not sure Lee. Who wrote Boys in the Hood? Oh, okay, but, um, but O'Shea but, Wallace wrote Friday. Wow, Ice Cube better do he he wrote. I mean, wow, Bob, we need to write a movie. Bob, you need to write a movie, not we. <laughs> you you need to write it. this. Movie. <laughs> so you got knocked the fuck out um, by Felicia Debode. Also, another great line that is not as popular, but me and my brother used to be obsessed with this line. What would happen was you you'd walk into the house and it was Reese with a not Reese with a spoon, John with a spoon, and John with a uh-huh. spoon said every time I'm in the kitchen. You in the kitchen. You in the kitchen. <laughs> Eating up all the pig all feet. The all the hog balls. <laughs> I want some pig feet. I like hog balls. That is a pop. So whenever I would go to the kitchen and my brother was there, we'd always be like, every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. You in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's so good. I mean, and honestly, and it was it was also one of those franchises where like the second one was really popular too. Like Friday after next was really good. Then they got crazy. It was like no, no, next Friday was really good. And then Friday after next was just it was good, but uh, it got and then wild. T- and then Tuesday and then uh <laughs> and then Rebecca Black did Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Um but also, there was some good characters like Pinky. I think uh, I think Cat Williams got his big acting break in in Friday. In Friday after next, Friday after yeah. next. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. And yeah, then and then, and then um, R.I.P. Um, uh, uh, Ooh, Elvis is dead. Uh, Freddie, not Freddie, Eddie Murphy's brother. Freddie Freddie Mercury. No, Eddie Murphy's brother's name. Charlie is, um, Murphy. Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy. Oh, no, wait. Did Charlie Murphy play Pinky? I might be no, he wasn't confusing. Pinky. Pinky. Uh, Charlie Murphy played. He wasn't Pinky. Pinky was the guy with the with with uh, that really dark. He's another famous black actor, but I don't know his name. With he had the Jerry curls in. Yeah, but Charlie Murphy was in Friday After Next. Friday yeah, After Next. Yeah, he was. I remember that. He was. And he was. He, in, in, but I think I think Charlie Murphy is actually probably most famous for Chappelle Show. Oh, down one hundred percent. Uh, yeah, for wow, Friday. Look at you, bye, Felicia. I'm I'm so shook. I'm shook up over that. I had no idea. Yeah, girl, by Felicia, girl, and then, oh, yeah. also the movie—the movie that used to really get me going. Oh my god, like a fucking what? boner every time was the wood. <laughs> oh, the wood was so good, wasn't it? Like a I, for, for some reason, in my mind it was a really sexual. Wasn't there like something about a dick in the movie? That, yeah, that's oh, what I remember. It's, it's in my special. I talk about it in my special. I talk about Tell it in me. my stand-up comedy special. So there's a part in the wood. If you frame it, it freeze the edit. I believe it's 58 minutes and 34 seconds. <laughs> you can see Tay Diggs's dick. And this is back when Tay Diggs was not. He's like really big and like really Juicy beefy right now. And beefy. So that's not really my thing. But he was a little more flimsy back in the day. And girl, I mean, it was he's that that movie. He was just so beautiful in that movie. Like I just. <laughs> Could not get the over wood. how gorgeous yes. he was. Because there's a scene where he's butt naked <clears throat> and he's being hosed down by his friend. They're like hosing him down. Yes, yes. And girl, mm-mm, that and um, best and um, um, best man was like it was like a really popular movie back then too. And so oh, I don't know that one. Best man with Tay Diggs. It was like the best man. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, Hostella got a groove back. How Stella got her groove back. Oh my god. Okay, so I, I had a I want us to read I want I want us to do a parody of how Stella got her groove back. I mean, yeah, I reckon. 
I mean, I don't, I, I didn't really love, I, I don't, I've never really been into like romance stuff. Like the movies that, that lean more toward comedy or action are really my thing. So I didn't really get into how so I got a groove back. That's more of like a movie for like black moms to get together and drink uh, White Ziffendale. <laughs> White Ziffendale. <laughs> like, ooh, Tay Diggs. Ooh, Lord, Tay Diggs, honey. He know he's sexy. I know how Stella got her groove back. I'm getting mine back too, honey. You know, black moms love White Zinfandel, and you know I'm not joking. I never. I, my mom doesn't drink, but if she did drink, she would definitely drink White Zinfandel. Um, okay, and, before, and we also can't forget about black books. Every black person knows. You know exactly what book I'm going to say. What, Coldest Winter Ever? The coldest winter ever, bitch. I remember when I read that book. I read that book when I was in middle school, and I was like, "I'm obsessed." I was like, "I want a midnight." That book, it was about like it was it was like about a hood ass. It was so good. It was like hood love. I loved the coldest winter. Ever. I knew you were gonna say cold. I didn't. I didn't. Again, I'm not into romance stuff, so it was. It didn't really speak to me so much. But I remember every girl in my school had the coldest winter ever. Like every single girl in my school, and they were like, they were like, you. They were like, Caldwell, you got to read this. And I was like, yes. I just don't think that's for me. I don't think it's my thing. Is there is there Bob, a funny version? Something, but some things you, do, you don't, even though it's not your thing, you have to read it for the culture. If they had a funny version, I would have loved to have read it. But uh, I just got into romance stuff. You know, romance things aren't really my fantasy. But uh, I did recently read, it's not like old, it's not It's not like classic black books, but I just read um, The Good Lord Bird, and I cannot recommend this book enough. It is so fucking good. It's funny. It is smart. It is provocative. It's a story about, so there's this um, this um, abolitionist named John John Smith. No, John Brown. John Brown from the song John Brown's Body Lie Emulgin in the Grave. So basically, mm-hmm. John Brown is is essentially the called the catalyst for the Civil War. So before the Civil War, John Brown tried to start up a civil war, but no one was really into it yet because he was this really crazy abolitionist who was so intense that he was like, if you were pro-slavery, he would just kill you dead on the spot. Word. So in Love this mo- in this book, John Brown kidnaps a slave by rescuing him from his masters, but then the slave is he's confused to be a girl. So this boy has been masquerading as a girl for like years because he's afraid of being found out. And then he goes with John Brown as he goes around murdering people. It it sounds like a scary book, but it's really good. I think they're turning it into a TV show too. It sounds with, like with, some Django shit. Django Unchained. James McBride. James McBride wrote wrote uh, the Good Lord Bird. It is so it is so good. Like I cannot the recommend good Lord it enough. Bird. Yeah. Have you seen that thing that TikTok prank kids are doing to their parents where they put the Apple TV on like YouTube and, and like they play this YouTube video and it goes, ah, ah. it's like attention. The government is issuing a nationwide mandate that is locking down the entire country at um at 8 p.m. tonight, if you are found outside your house, you will be shot to, to, to be killed. It's like this crazy thing. And it's like videos Wait, of does, people. Wait, does, does the video stutter like that? Can you imagine an actual government thing? Like, eh, if you, um, you, you will be uh, prob- uh, shot. Yeah, to be, shot to be, to be killed. 
But it's also like when you see like these like people's grandmothers and their moms like, like start freaking out and they're like, oh my God, oh my God, Isabella, no, no, no. It's, and like, it's like the, I'm like, you cannot do this to old people. Old people can have heart attacks and shit. I would see, no, I would I, never do stuff like that to my grandparents because I'll be so scared that I would be the reason they got some fucking heart attack or some shit like that. Well, I was always afraid to, to pull pranks on my grandma because we always kept being like, what if she dies? We exactly. All be like, we all could be like, what if she dies of a heart attack? And then she did die of a heart attack, so I'm glad we didn't do anything. <laughs> and she died of a heart attack like at 53 or 54. So yeah, gonna, because that's because that's because you went to Mississippi that summer. They told you not that, to, girl. That's what it is. I went to. I should. I should have never. I should have never fucked with you niggas. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Well, before we do, we we're gonna try a new segment, Bob. All right. So let's take a little break, and then we'll do a new segment. Listen, we all have bad habits that we want to change. Maybe it's less social media, less coffee, more exercise. But without support, taking action can feel next to impossible. Luckily, Talkspace Online Therapy can match you with a licensed therapist right away, all from the comfort of your phone or computer. Talk to your therapist every day, whether you're working through something or want to stay accountable to a new habit or goal. One month on Talkspace costs about the same amount as a single in-person therapy session, but with Talkspace, you can send unlimited messages to your therapist and they'll engage with you at least five days a week. That means you never have to wait to share what's on your mind. Talkspace therapists have experienced treating depression, anxiety, substance abuse, trauma, relationship issues, food and eating, and much more. Talkspace is a secure and private... Mm, Talkspace, mm. Talkspace is secure and private using the latest encryption technology to store client information. We all need to talk sometimes, and Talkspace gives us the opportunity we deserve at a price we can afford. Match with your perfect therapist at Talkspace.com or download the app. And for sibling rivalry users, you can use promo code RIVALRY to get $100 off your first month and help support the show. That's Talkspace.com, promo code RIVALRY. So I'm gonna introduce our, our new segment. Segment. What are we calling it? Welcome to a new segment called Black, Black, Black. Okay, so today we are starting a new segment to kind of give people our thoughts and to inform people who may not know about important Black uh, historical events. And today we're gonna talk about Black Wall Street. Now I have to say I'm I'm a little embarrassed to say a I didn't learn about this in school, but I don't think a lot of people did. And I only learned about this in like I want to say like maybe. Two or three years ago, when they mentioned it on the View for Black History Month, did you did you know a lot about Black History about Black Wall Street, or when did you know about it? Yeah, I mean, so here's the thing: growing up in the South, like Black history is a very, very, very serious part of world history. Like, like also not only that, but everyone. I don't know if they do this in other other. I don't know what states do this, but in Georgia and Alabama, you have to take Alabama history, and you have to take Georgia really? history. Yeah, we take we took Georgia history. To like learn specifically Work. about a whole year of Georgia history, and I took a whole year of Alabama history. And did, so, did you learn about Black Wall Street? Well, it's not Georgia. That's okay. That's not Georgia. But you learn about it in like South and Southern history in general. So I learned a little bit, a little bit about Black Wall Street. I don't know a whole lot about it. I'm not like an expert, which is why I was a little bit reluctant to do this because I don't want to give any false information. I don't want to, you know, misquote. I don't want to give false numbers or anything like that. 
Well, I mean, we both, uh, both Bob and I have watched a, a few a little documentaries on it, and also our our podcast manager Jacob has given us a little cheat sheet about it too. And let's go over some of the details. So, Black Wall Street, if you don't know, was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, or as they called it, the Greenwood District, and it was the most prosperous Black-owned business district in the 1920s. Now, not like, you sound not you not you like you're doing a book report. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, God. my name is Monet Exchange. Black Wall Street was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It was one of the most prosperous. And then the, the, the teacher's like, "Bitch, stop reading from Wikipedia, bitch! Stop yo nigga ass from reading from Wikipedia." Can you take anything seriously? I am taking this seriously. Well, let me talk about what I. So a lot, a lot of people think that Black Wall Street was like. The, the stock market, but just black people. What it was actually was no. just like a, a bunch of black owned businesses and they were, were thriving. thriving. I, I was getting there, Monet. I don't think you were. A bunch of black owned businesses that were thriving, oftentimes thriving a little bit even more so than um, the white owned businesses around them, mm-hmm. their white counterparts. And like businesses black like banks, Wall pharmacies, Street was movie not theaters. Just, I just, I, <laughs> <laughs> I just have this My vision God. of you standing in front of the class holding a paper. <laughs> <laughs> Black Bob is right. <laughs> a lot of white people were upset that it was so much more successful than their fucking businesses. Said so it on May 31st, 19th. Now I don't want to read my stuff because you make me feel I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. On May 31st, wanna... that was a. <laughs> You are a fucking child, and I hate doing this podcast. I hate well, this podcast. Well, this book report. <laughs> you know when you try to get your book report to a hundred words, so you keep adding stupid shit. It was really, really, really great to be such a great owned black business that is also great. <laughs> Oh my god, yo! I fucking hate doing this podcast. I yo, you are so <laughs> rude. <laughs> you are so rude, Bob. We should have done a video of this episode. This is so good. Oh my god, this is so good. So anyway, let me give you guys a rundown. So what happened on Black Wall Street? Because now we got to get serious. I feel so bad because it's actually a really, really sad story. Yeah, it's a really big Bob, and it's not funny. No, you are funny. So black. So what happened was there was there was an alleged assault on um, in, in an, an, elevator in an elevator of a building. Yeah, and everyone like kind of said this black guy did it, which kind of which is crazy because it turned out later on that that did not have happened. Um, but because well, of this the alleged- woman the, the woman that he allegedly attacked, she was like, no, nothing happened. Like, do you leave him alone? No, she was like, no. She, she no, she did not testify because she didn't. So it, it, on record, it's not that she said no, it didn't happen. She didn't testify because she didn't feel like it was valid. You know what I mean? And she probably also what scared of saying that she didn't happen. Yeah, I'm just saying on record, she didn't say the words, but she didn't testify. Right. She's probably scared of her fucking white ass uh, people in the town who were like going to call her a fucking nigger lover or some shit. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. then in order to get revenge for this woman who didn't seem to want revenge for herself, um, they just went through 
um, Black Wall Street, which is always on black owned businesses, and just started destroying everything. I mean, burning. Well, at the whole first place they down. were at first they were they, they were calling for the, for the black kid to get lynched. They were like, he needs to be lynched for his crimes, and and he had not been convicted. He like he had not stood trial. They were like, he did it, and he should, and he needs to be lynched for this. And then uh, they were like so mad that people that people that justice was quote unquote justice wasn't happening for this white lady, and so they decided to like destroy. Uh, uh, the Greenwood District in order to make them atone for their for for his mistakes. Um, yeah. So what happened was um, he, he, there was a some sort of a something in the elevator. There was some confusion or kerfuffle or something in the elevator. And then once he once the elevator opened up and they got out, he had been accused of sexually assaulting this woman. And that that was the word, and that was that was the gospel to these people. They're like, "This is it. This is what it is." Now, the woman never testified. She did not say he did anything to her. She did not say he did this. It was just the people around saying all these things. Yeah. All the people um, outside were like, "No, he did it, and he needs to be lynched, and he should be killed." And yeah. then she was like, "Whoa!" Like he had he had no trial. There was no conviction by any jury. They're like, "No, he did it. He needs to die." And because uh, they felt like justice was not served swiftly or quickly or, or justly, um, they decided to take just, take matters into their own hands, and they went and essentially destroyed Black Wall Street and the residential area nearby. Yeah, well, the bitch, they had guns, they had machetes, they were coming to full force. They, like, destroyed the Greenwood District, 35 city blocks. Do you, do you realize how, how big 35 city blocks is, Bob? It's that is me huge. to you and then another 10 blocks. That is crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And, and, and another 15 blocks. Yeah. Imagine like, if I mean, everything like, from me to you was gone. That'd be crazy. And they were, and they were like going inside people's homes, dragging black people out. Like they were, they were just like pillaging, setting, like sh- setting shit on fire. It was wild. All because of this one incident in the elevator. That was I alleged. mean, if you, if you started at the bottom of Harlem and walked up 35 blocks, you wouldn't be in Harlem anymore. Like you'd be in yeah. Hamilton Heights by that point. That's how far that is. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of wild, but it is. It, it unfortunately it is very indicative of the times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I wish you could be like this. Sounds so crazy, but it doesn't even sound that crazy. When I because my family's from the south, so my mom tells me stuff about growing up black in the sixties, in the seventies, in Mississippi. I just be like, that is so wild. I. I and I am someone like I look back. I'm like, oh, I wish I was like. Sometimes I wish I was born in like another decade, like the '70s, like free love and like six, in the '60s. But then I think about all of the negative. Like, I, no, I'd, I, that means I would be alive. I would have been a kid or growing up during civil rights, and that does not sound fun at all. It, it was. I wish I, I wish I was born in the '70s, the fucking 2070s. So I could fucking <laughs> skip ahead. You know what I mean? See what the fuck's popping yeah. off. But like, I remember my mom told me that she once got a whooping because she, um. She answered the door and there was a white man at the door. And, oh my god! And uh, my mom yelled, "It's like, a white her, man her, at the like, door!" Her, like so, you're like your your grandmother beat her. Yeah, because okay. my mom yelled, "It's a white man! It's a white man at the door!" Um, and my grandma was like, "That could get us killed. killed. Like, don't wow. do not say that. You can't just yell. There's a white man at the door." So my mom got a whooping for it. I mean, bear in mind, my grandma was born in the 40s in Mississippi. And she's, my grandma's a maid in Mississippi. Like, the help is about my grandma, except there was there was no uh, big-time philanthropy or white saviors involved in my grandma's story. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that would, it, being around white folks used to really scare black people. And I've seen it in my own family. 
Yeah. You and, know, Uncle uh, Steve got his my Uncle Steve got his fucking um shin blown off fucking with white people. Um, but yeah, oh. and this by the way, my uncle did not get his fucking shin blown off in the twenties. This was in the seventies. It might have been wild. the eighties. I actually don't know when Uncle Steve lost his fucking foot. I, I never, I, you know, I don't ask very often. And uh, also, also to note, to note about about a Black Wall Street, like lots of newspapers and lots of articles reported that uh, they they called it a riot instead of a massacre because there's no statute of limitations for murder, but there is for riots. So it was like really, they they worded it specifically so that so that it met the statute of, of limitations. I mean, this is the definition of systemic. Mm-hmm. And every every insurance claim for houses and homes and cars and stuff by all the black people were, they have all been denied. They, well, they were all denied in that time. Um, yeah, so that was our little uh, tidbit for you guys on Black History Month. Listen, if you guys want to know more about Black History Month, we definitely encourage you to go and seek your own knowledge. There are really there are lots of really great documentaries about it on YouTube. I've seen there was also a good one on Netflix. I'm gonna look up the exact name and post it in like a little post probably on uh. Patreon, but it's, it's, you should definitely learn yourself about Black Wall Street. It's, it's good. It's good information to know. Oh, for sure. Well, yeah. thanks for chatting. I had a good little kiki with you just now. Yeah, I had a decent time as well. I feel like now that we're quarantined, you've actually been looking forward to podcasting. Whereas before, I used to be like, "We're gonna be able to get another <laughs> podcast with us." That is not true, Bob. And you mm-hmm. know that's not true. I don't know, Miss Mary Mac. Um, also, just so you guys know, too, on our Patreon, we do have videos of some of these podcasts out as well. So you can oh, yes. see us talking to each other. Um, and then later, much later down the line, we will release those on the YouTube. But much, also, much later. Also, be sure to, if you guys ever want to comment, I know like a lot of people were like, I wish I could comment. If you go to our YouTube, lots of people, they will like listen to the episode on Spotify or Apple, whatever, and they go on the YouTube and comment because they have something important that they want to say. So if you want to comment, you can comment there or send us a comment on Patreon. And don't forget to rate our podcast on Apple. We have some very old reviews from when we were really bad at posting. <laughs> So go and give us some brand new fresh reviews now that we're current, like a period. <laughs> oh my um, God. Jesus what? Christ. Well, well, there's there's no sh- there, there is no shame in menstruation as a normal cycle. What do you mean current? Do. What, what, what does that mean, current? Current is about, oh, current, like, like it's flowing. Yeah, it's flowing. Oh, oh okay. Okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> so yeah, so send us a, leave us a review there, leave us a comment, and we'll see y'all next time. All right, bye everyone. Bye. Star Bands Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.